What's going on guys? This is Justin another Critic back with another episode and today we're going to be covering two things, National Signing Day and the Transfer Portal in which we'll begin going over some of the notable transfers taken off from their current school moving into a new home. Um, National Signing Day. In case you missed it, I'm going to go over a quick recap of the top 10 recruiting classes not surprisingly, at the top, we have Alabama, who holds the number one spot in 2019 for recruits. I believe they had something like four five-star recruits, 24 four-star recruits. Don't quote me on that. Followed by Georgia, Texas A&M, LSU, Oklahoma, Clemson, Michigan, Texas, Oregon, and Florida. Now, how much does National Signing Day really matter? Because... As we're seeing more and more often, players that come in, um, you know, as three, four, five-star recruits that don't get to start end up transferring out because they don't feel like they'll win the starting position um, or maybe they feel like they're not getting the opportunity to show their talents, whatever it may be. Um, But at the end of the day, these guys know they have a small window in college ball to show off their talents. So that one day, just, you know, maybe one day, they'll be able to live out their dream of playing in the league. Now, with the direction in which the college football environment is moving, does National Signing Day really matter anymore? And this is a real question. It's not a rhetorical question. I'm asking you guys, does it really matter? Because, you know, really, maybe for morale of the team, knowing in your, you're bringing in a, an elite class, does I know that could maybe help the players mentally, knowing that they've got all these big-name players coming in from high school that are going to be joining them in the next season. Um, But other than that, like I mentioned, we have guys that are transferring out on a year-to-year basis, coming in as true freshmen, um, feeling like they should start. They don't get to start, and next thing you know, their name's ending up in the transfer portal. And now coaches are having to work harder at not only recruiting these guys, but being able to sell them the big picture, even when they aren't seeing the field, which in my opinion is great. Don't get me wrong. This is great. I think the players should have this freedom, um, which we'll get into more as we go along through this podcast. Um, But because at times, like I said, when these coaches... Uh, are recruiting these guys they're needing to sell them on the bigger picture because they're not seeing playing time they're not seeing the field Um, and this is great but because at times these coaches say things that they don't necessarily follow through on which we see every year when a player leaves a school with some comments regarding regarding promises made um, I think it's perfectly fair that these, these players are able to move along if they don't feel like um, they're getting what was promised in, in, in a way. Now, it's, it's turning into a game of recruiting and retention. So you can't just recruit these guys and say, all right, you're here. Now I don't have to follow up on these things that I've said. But now with more and more freedom that's um, being handed to these players, which takes us into the transfer portal, Um, They're able to, you know, leave on a dime, really. Um, And if they don't feel like they're getting the opportunity that they thought they would be getting when they came to that respective school, 
they're able to go ahead and say, all right, I'm uh, not feeling like uh, I'm, I'm getting the opportunity. I'm not going to get the starting position. I need to take advantage of my talents. I need to um, seek to become my full potential, seek to become who I need to be in order to get to this place, which is obviously the NFL. Um, but the transfer portal, let's go ahead and talk about the transfer portal real quick. And this is a quick summary that um, I pulled up from 27, uh, 24-7 Sports. Um, so thank, thank you for uh, that, 24-7 Sports. And it says this, While a player entering their name in the transfer portal does not mean a player intends to transfer, the portal's presence has given athletes options they didn't have before. Athletes can pursue and talk to other schools without restriction, all while remaining enrolled at their present school. So if that made no sense to you, here's what it means. Just because they're in the transfer portal doesn't mean they're transferring. Simple as that. Um, they do have the opportunity to speak to other schools. Schools can speak to them, reach out. Um, but as 24-7 Sports continues to say, quote, there are risks. Players who enter their names could potentially lose their scholarships at semester's end. And a program is under no obligation to keep a player on the roster that explores transfer options. Additionally, any non-graduate who opts to transfer must sit out a season due to NCAA transfer rules unless granted a waiver. Now, that whole waiver stuff is a bunch of baloney. Um, I don't think these players should need... Uh, should have to get a waiver or should need to sit out a season um, because really in reality college football is one of the only collegiate sports that requires a waiver or requires a player to sit out um, as far as I know most other sports allows that player to you know go to their respective school that they want to go to and get into the starting lineup if that's an opportunity that's there for them now some of the notable names Currently in the transfer portal, um, I'm going to be starting with the quarterbacks, obviously. We've got Kelly Bryant, who was at Clemson, transferring out to Mizzou. Uh, Justin Fields, who was at Georgia. I believe he was the number one quarterback recruit coming out of high school. Number one or number two, uh, probably number one dual threat. And he is heading to Ohio State. Sean Robinson, who was over at TCU, moving along um to Mizzou possibly but I'm not too sure how accurate that is especially with Kelly Bryant moving into Mizzou um, but we're gonna find out soon enough Brandon Wimbush who was over at Notre Dame lost the starting uh, lost a starting job to Ian Book it says that he's uh, looking to head over to UCF um, but we'll see what ends up being of that especially with uh, Mackenzie Milton and their backup quarterback, whose name I can't pull up right now or can't really think of, um, who played pretty well in the bowl game. And then we have Tate Martell, who was at Ohio State, Bishop Gorman, QB1, and he is looking to move on to Miami. Funny thing is, is when I saw Tate Martell's name pop up into the transfer portal, they brought up some of the schools that he was looking at, West Virginia, UCLA, USC, and I think there's a few others. Um, and Miami was also on that list. Once I saw Miami, I knew that was a done deal. I said five days before he actually broke the, he actually broke the news. I said, 
Tate Martell to Miami, and it's very simple. The U, the culture of the U, um, he's he's a bad boy. That's his demeanor. That's what he puts off to. That's what he, that's what he's put off since his days in high school at Bishop Gorman, um, and the city of Miami. It's all a perfect fit for Tate Martell. Miami is Tate Martell. That is a perfect environment for him. I think he'll thrive in that environment. Um, and I think that was a good move for him. We then have Jalen Hurts, who was at Alabama, um, has decided to move to Oklahoma and can start immediately because he's a graduate transfer. And we'll see if he actually wins the starting position because they have Spencer Rattler coming in. Funny, funny enough, um, I guess... Spencer Rattler says Coach Lincoln Riley um, let him know that he wasn't planning on bringing in any transfer QBs. And lo and behold, Jalen Hurts has just arrived. So we'll see how that plays out. If Jalen eventually wins a starting position, I think he'll have his best season yet um, on both ends of the spectrum, throwing and running, especially with the Big 12 defenses that he's going to be going up against. And that'll be interesting to see if Jalen Hurts wins the starting position. Will we see Spencer Rattler transfer out after this next offseason? So lots of question marks coming into the offseason. So we'll see what happens with that. And then Austin Kendall, who was also at Oklahoma, transferring out to West Virginia. And one of the less notable quarterbacks who I I personally think has uh, some great potential, Ty Story, who was at Arkansas he is undecided at the moment, so he may not transfer out at all. But hopefully he finds uh, another school that he, he may like and may transfer out to. Uh, moving along to the wide receivers. First one that I saw that you know kind of caught my attention was Lawrence Cager. Big time receiver at Miami um, who has big time potential. Um, he's undecided at the moment. Not sure if he'll leave either. And then we have three, four... And then a five-star receiver, all three coming from Penn State, which has got to say something. We've got Irvin Charles, Jawan Johnson, Brandon Polk. Now, all three of these guys um, were highly recruited. um, And at the moment, all three of them are undecided, but all of their names are in the transfer portal. So they are talking to other schools and looking at the possibility of leaving. Last of the wide receivers, George Campbell, Florida State. I believe he's a five-star wide receiver, um, but he's undecided, so he may not leave at all. And then going into the linebackers and DBs slash safeties, first we have Levi Jones, who was at USC, looking to move along to NC State. And then we've got Oluwale Betiku um, at USC. I believe he was the number one DN at the nation when he was coming out of high school. Um, five star, obviously, um, undecided at the moment, so he may not leave at all. Uh, but we'll see what happens with that. Keandre Jones, who is also undecided, who is um uh, gonna be heading out. He was at the University of Ohio State, and then our safeties slash DBs. We've got Bubba Bolden, who was over at USC. He's gonna be heading to Miami, uh, big time Bishop Gorman. Uh, player prospect coming out of high school and then we've got Lamont Wade uh, who is undecided Um, you know with all the transfers happening this offseason 
A lot of people have stated that this is bad for the sport, it hurts the team, it's selfish of these players, etc. Um, and really, um, how, do you, how do you feel about players transferring out of their current schools to seek those opportunities for themselves? Do you feel like it's selfish? Do you feel like it hurts the team? Is it bad for the sport? Um, let me know. Hit me up in my Twitter. Um, I personally feel like, you know, it, it does. It probably does hurt the team. And it is selfish. But I think they need to be selfish. Um, these guys should be able to go where they want, when they want, without having to sit a year or having to file for a waiver. Um, and college football, like I already mentioned, is one of the only collegiate sports that actually requires a you know a player to sit or a waiver to transfer and play in the same year. Uh, the truth is, the coaches do it all the time without notice, without telling the players, um, and it's all for the money. And and why should the players be put on a different playing field? Um, and really, I could rant about that all day. Um, and it is selfish. But these guys need to be selfish, especially if they've got the potential to, you know, eventually play in the league one day. Because that's that's being selfish, I guess, towards the school. Um, but as far as selfish outside, um, you know, externally in their everyday lives, they've got a family. Maybe they've got kids. Uh, you know, maybe they've got other things that they need to take care of that this money would really help them you know, eventually uh, overcome these these obstacles. So in the moment, uh, yeah, towards the team, it probably hurts the team. Is it selfish? Maybe. Is it bad for the sport? No, I don't think so. It gives these guys more freedom. Um, and really, I support I support these players' decisions in transferring because they're just they're just looking out for themselves. Um, because at the end of the day, you know, for most people. That's all they got is themselves. So they have to be selfish. They have to look out for themselves and and look to capitalize on opportunities that are around them. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. With that being said, um, that's about everything I wanted to cover, National Signing Day and the Transfer Portal. And this offseason has probably one of, uh, been one of the most exciting offseasons in college football history. And really, it's it's just gotten started. It's basically turned into a free agency frenzy, so to say. And I think it's a great thing for college football. And I hope college football continues to move in this direction. Um, if you're here to the end, thank you so much for listening to my podcast. This is just another critic. If you'd like to continue to listen to, to the podcast and support the podcast, I definitely appreciate that. I've got a link in the description. Um, next week, I'm going to be talking about the most disappointing teams in 2018 um not next week but next episode and uh yeah i think we've just about covered everything once again this is just another critic thank you so much for your support thank you for listening um this has been another episode and this is just another critic signing off catch you in the next one peace